And good morning. Happy Friday. It's the Jill and Deb show. And it's time to talk about grief and loss. And Deb is having a few technical issues today. So I think we're going to have her coming and going a little bit. Because she's all kinds of pixelated right now. But we are here to talk about grief and loss with humor and grace. And there's Deb again. Are you back? Not yet. Frozen solid. All right. We hope that this has been a good week for you and that you are ready for almost the holidays or you're just getting past Hanukkah and had a good Hanukkah. <gasps> Hi. My stuff just came on. And uh, so we're going to uh, phase two. Deb is on her phone, I think, today because of computer glitches. Yeah. Are, are you phoning today? Yep. Okay, I know she had to plug in. So we had some good comments last week and some comments after the show. And I want to make sure we get to some of those. Some of them were about... Um, facing holidays with other kinds of losses than death losses. And yes. some were about being able to come to terms with the fact that these are not going to be holidays like ever before, but hopefully we won't have holidays like these anytime again soon. Now that we've got some changes coming with how the medical community is able to handle the current pandemic. So uh, just a reminder, if you were on any other Facebook page watching this, unless you go to the one that is um, Humor, Grace, and Grief on Facebook, we will not be able to see your comments for the most part. We are on a program called StreamYard, which is great, but it doesn't always pick up the comments from other pages that we have this going live on. So please feel free to pop on over and find us on that page too, and then you can also hit the little button that says, I want to be reminded every time you two crazies go live and we will be right there to talk about it with you. Right. I'm having a little problem with my internet connection. So I moved someplace else. I apologize. And uh, now we're in the library. I am in my office. Yeah. Nice. So I'm going to set you up. I miss books. All of my books are in my office which oh is my. across town, and I can't enter it right now, so sure. I miss my books. Oh, you know, books are very comforting for those that are comforted by books. Yes. And uh, my husband never travels anywhere without one, mm -hmm. and I uh, bring them. So I like grief and self-help books, Every once in a while, my daughter or my husband turns me on to a different novel. And right now I'm just reading. Well, it's in the other room. I won't get it. But uh, some really wonderful, crazy stuff for me that makes my heart sing. But I want to bring up about uh, there's a theme with my clients this week. Oh, is there? Oh, yeah. Yeah. The theme is... Grief, about sort of losing yourself, losing In who grief? you are. 
pardon losing yourself in your grief or losing no losing your just losing yourself in the holidays plus all the changes you have to make so you forget who you are which makes you really crabby yeah it certainly can so what are some of the things you do to remind your clients about what to do during a holiday season to remind themselves not all the things they need to do, but remind themselves who they are so they don't get lost. And then you're like, you don't feel, sometimes you feel numb, mm-hmm. right? Sometimes you feel crabby. Sometimes you feel crabby and numb. <laughs> sometimes you feel, uh, Oh, what's the other word I want to say? Grinchy, which is different than crabby. It's like, if I see one more holiday ornament, I'm going to throw it at somebody. That's different. That's like exasperated. Right. So what are some of the things you say to your clients to remind them who they are? Well, first of all, we try to figure out if they are feel how they are, how the holidays are triggering them. Is it causing anxiety? Because mm-hmm. they don't have, because holidays just make them anxious because there's too much going on. Mm-hmm. Sorry about the phone. I couldn't find it this morning to turn it off. It's somewhere buried in my space. Mine's going to go off at some point too. So, so no worries. Um, so cause some of them get anxious anyway because of holidays. Yeah. I We look at, is it that you're sad and that's turned into anger because you can't do what you normally do or sad turn to anger because turn to Grinch because someone you love isn't here or something significant has changed in your life. Mm-hmm. And then we, I just look at where are your boundaries? Right. Cause yeah. we tend to turn into Grinch when we feel like we have to meet everyone else's needs. Exactly. Or this, I have to do all the holiday all the time. When I don't really want to. Mm-hmm. At our house, it gets expressed by my love of oh, Christmas, oh. which is in the front of the house. So we have a bunch of lights and a big old tree and a lot of decorations. All the Christmas, all the time in the front of the house, which has doors that close off. So I can go in there and absorb it if I want to. And then right. in the back of the house where we tend to hang out a lot. There's one itty bitty little rainbow tree and one other tiny little tree with one little string of lights and the rest of it is not Christmas. Mm-hmm. And that way Christmas anxiety can hang out in the back and Christmas enjoyment is up in the front. We get some yin and yang in our house. Yeah. Yeah. That's right? beautiful. That's beautiful. So I tell my clients to really think about what's getting under their skin and also where are they feeling like they are not able to center and make it their holiday experience. So when you say, where are they feeling where they can't center? Is that feeling in their body mm-hmm. or feeling in their heart? Heart, body, emotion, cognitively, are there thoughts that are distracting them because they're being yanked at in various mm-hmm. ways? Mm-hmm. Right? There are people I'm talking to who are feeling like they're having to say no to events. Mm-hmm. And they know it's going to cause hard feelings, but they also know they don't dare do it. And they're kind of upset that other people are. Exactly. And 
Yeah, that's a hard one. When you lose yourself, I call Mm -hmm. it losing yourself, but when you lose yourself and you don't know how to get you back because you're so busy trying to please or you know you're not going to please, so that's an anxiety in itself, Mm -hmm. or, you know, the list goes on. Mm -hmm. When, at least for me, I... I have to do something that reminds me of who I am. What do you do? So one thing I do is uh, I might go be quiet someplace because I'm probably overstimulated. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, if I need to lose myself to find myself, Hallmark movies are not the Lifetime channel, because that never ends well for somebody. But the Hallmark channel is predictable within two hours. Mm -hmm. They all follow a similar recipe. Mm -hmm. You know, then I have to pepper that, that um, blandness, which... You know, it's sort of like your intestines. I'm a big intestine person, right? Sometimes to keep my intestines sane, I have to go on a bland diet. And then the moment I know that I don't have to, I have to pepper that some way. So what do I do? I'll I'll go look at, well, on Facebook, there are two people that I like to follow. One is Jim Bob Williams, and one is Drew Tarvin. Both are part of, oops, there you go, A-A-T-H. Well, I have my logo on anyway. There you go. There. Can you see it? Can you see my logo? I can. My Association for Applied and Therapeutic Humor. And they're both punsters. And Jim Bob Williams has on his page, it's called Not the Hallmark Channel. And he comes up with different themes, but you've got to like look up weird uh, Christmas movies. You have to look up Christmas movies or Christmas music. Like uh, one of his themes was the Not the Hallmark Channel goes food shopping. Or something like that. So you need a pun with the name of a food place, uh, like a um, a shopping place. Uh-huh. So I came up. We have Myers and Schnooks around here. So one of them I said, "Have a Myery Jolly Christmas" instead of a Merry Jolly Christmas. So you come up with puns. And these two guys, Drew Tarvin and Jim Bob Williams. Jim Bob Williams. He's been in a movie. He actually is IMBD. I don't remember the movie. But he's been a Jeopardy contestant. Oh, nice. Yeah, and he's an engineer. And he is such a wonderful guy, and he does an improv. Drew Tarvin has written many, many books on humor that are humorous. And he is um, a humor consultant for many companies. That's good way to say it. But anyway, the reason why I'm saying this is that's what I use to pepper. I need 
humor for the salt, if that makes sense, to take me out of the bland. I need weirdness, like Santa Claus meets the Easter Bunny or Santa, Santa Claus comes to Earth or Santa Claus and the Martians or Die Hard, you know, <laughs> or, yep. that's what I need. How about yourself? What, what kinds of things do you do to, you already said about you've got Christmas in one room, but what do you do to salt up your life after you've gone bland? You know, actually, I do like to go take my quiet time up in my Christmas room this time of year because that really uh-huh. is very settling for me and a little bit stimulating and very relaxing. And I can put on my music and mm-hmm. you know, snuggle the doodle bugs and do all it's- the things. And then I will some we watch Hallmark movies sometimes when I've had enough of the other shows that we might put on around here. Yeah. Um, because the other half really likes the movies that have a, a lot more of a um, a genre of the unexpected. Mm. And when you do therapy all day. Exactly. Expected is sometimes what you just really need. Exactly. You know, when you're. Thing, uh-huh. oh, go, no, go ahead. The other thing I'm working with my clients on a lot this week, which they're responding to, is using colors that bring them either joy or security or comfort. And then we work on body awareness and, you know, feeling the centeredness, um, doing some tapping and just doing the whole wrap yourself around imagery wise in those Mm -hmm. colors or in that color and then feel whoever it is that they're missing around them or with their arms around them in the way they used to wrapped in the color and, Use that to come back to center and to feel good about doing something after that. That is so great. I'm so glad you do that as a therapist. Um, I'm a big color person myself. And um, like today, I'm because of the procedures I had this week and all that kind of stuff, I actually need really muted colors except for a little bit of red and I've got rainbow earrings on today. I put some pink in my hair and you know, that's how I've been feeling. Although I do want to talk about healthcare workers. Yeah. I dressed up specifically to bring them something other than whatever they're feeling. I wore my, you know how there's ugly Christmas sweaters? Well, I have a Christmas unicorn vomiting up candies and sparkles. (laughs) And it's totally disgusting. I wore my red nose and I wore an elf hat. And Daryl and I, it turns out in the procedure room, Daryl and I were the party room. People, other nurses were coming in or other staff and going, really like you guys and they were (laughs) thanking us which told me they are really starved they are because daryl and i were pretty low-key for us and you know you guys low-key yeah when i'm pooped out like that and (laughs) um and uh dehydrated i'm a little low-key and therefore he becomes a little more low-key but for us 
we didn't put much effort into and they were all over us. Even when I went into my procedure, I said, can I wear my elf hat? And they go, sure. So here I am being knocked out and she's fixing it over my head. <laughs> it was pretty funny. But um, the reason why I'm saying this is, you know, you sometimes I work to entertain others so that I can hear that salt and pepper, that spice, you know, that's feeds everybody. It feeds everybody. Or I look at the colors people are wearing. How do I feel? And back to you, I did an experiment. I don't know if it was for a whole year, but every day I made sure between earrings, underwear, and socks, mostly, I had every color of the rainbow on me. Every color. So that I could see where I was really attracted to, not where I was told I should go. And so, I know. I have this argument with one of my friends. She goes, I never buy my underwear at Walmart. She is a Victoria's Secret girl. What do you think she got that year for Christmas? A Victoria's Secret card wrapped in Walmart baggies. But that's another story. Um, <laughs> don't ever tell me stuff like that. I'll use it against you. So the reason why I'm saying that is um, I certain colored underwear at the, at the seat of me makes me feel better. Certain... So, you know, certain underwear colors, certain socks colors. And mm -hmm. as people become more aware of, let's say, the energy of colors, the soothingness or the not soothingness, mm -hmm. to wear those things, even when you don't feel like it, it really can change and make you feel like you're learning something about yourself. You're learning more about who you are, especially in times of grief. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. um, when you're hurting, you really need to have something that makes you feel centered, safe, secure. And it can also remind you of the person who died. If you want that. Do you have clothes from, well, your mom's still alive from My another dad, love yeah. from your dad, both from wives, both wives. You put My, them on every once in a while. I have my, my dad was a rock collector. We spent our childhoods out in a camper, a bare basic camper mm -hmm. going into every Canyon in the middle of nowhere in the heat. And oh, yes. Agates that just looked like dirt and came back and he would cut them and polish them. And they turned into works of art. Oh so man! He didn't wear a tie. He only wore bolo slides that he made. The only time he ever wore a tie was with his funeral suit, and he only had one. But the rest of the time it was bolo slides. So I have his bolo slides here, and uh, a couple of them, and that I kept back. And so those I do occasionally wear. Mm -hmm. And then I have a big comfy shirt from each of my spouses. Yes. And I have a, a treasured ring from my aunt who died. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, I suggest people put those on this coming up week. If you have something like even carrying a rock in your pocket mm -hmm. that was 
keep something close of that person. Oh, hell, wear three things at once. I don't really care. They don't have to but, match. We're all in No, home. no, no. This is, <laughs> this is still 2020. Nothing matches. Right. And this is so we're not going out. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> From your mouth to God's ears. Right. So, but I think doing something like that is so important. Yeah. To however you can feel that closeness is right. just. And today's actually the anniversary of my dad's death. So, yeah. His wow. Guys are out. Um, it's been well over a decade, but. Yeah. Mm -hmm. My heart goes out to your heart today. Just for yeah. a little pat and said, it's okay. He was a very special guy. And I'm glad that I can really hone in on the funny memories. And, and hang on to those. There's a couple in particular that always come to mind. And some happy memories of my kids. And that's that's really what counts. Um, what was your dad's name? Harry Johnson. Harry Johnson. Mm -hmm. Can you tell a funny story or a, a memory? You know, on those camping trips when we were out in the desert, we were in an old F-150 that was from 1967. So it was not one of those things that you, you know, rides high. And then the camper with just like the pull-out box for the toilet and, yeah. and the butane lamp. We were, we were basic. And the ice box with the ice pick. Yeah. Was oh, my goodness. Two sisters who irritate you uh, occasionally. Just saying. And uh, so we were out going to a slot canyon. And I was on the bunk over the cab. My sisters were holding on for dear life to the dinette. I was up by that front window, plastered against the window, three bumps. I was on my butt by the back door <laughs> and he threw it into park and he said, what are you doing? Why are you on? Why are you playing around back there? And I'm like, um, that wasn't me. And we, we had a discussion and he finally went, oh, it wasn't me, wasn't it? And it wasn't funny at the time, but it's funny now that, you know, yeah, yeah. knocked me off the bed and then accused me of being the one playing games. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. The other one that wow. comes to mind is we brought a dog home in early elementary school named Tramp, a German Shepherd who was not really big. And my mom was like, don't tell your dad. I want to make a good dinner. And the funny thing is my dad was a dog person, but we're going to butter him up and then we're going to introduce him. So we did that. And he's like, I'm not going to tell you it's okay to keep him. We'll have to test this out. 14 years later, probably 20 hoses eaten. Um, <laughs> many camping trips where he did not do well on the drive and let himself <laughs> loose all over my dad's shoulder. My dad was the one crying when they had to put Tramp to sleep. And then when we talked later that day, he said, you know, I never told you you could keep him. <laughs> <laughs> that was dad. Yeah. What a great memory of your dad, Harry. That is yeah. so sweet. Mm -hmm. That is really sweet. Poor Aww. guy had a PhD in OCHEM and got two teachers and a social worker. Wow. Wow. None of us got any STEM sense whatsoever. <laughs> That's great. I mean, yeah. not great, but it's great. It is great. We we poked fun at him. So yes, thank you for letting me share him. He was a terrific guy. Oh man, man. Mm -hmm. So uh, 
my mom's been gone 22 years. And while we did Hanukkah, Christmas was also very special. I'll tell you why. Um, even when my dad was alive, mom did not cook. Well, she never cooked a ham. We didn't keep, keep kosher, but she never cooked a ham. And uh, what we did, we'd always go over to Burl and Arnold's. They cooked a ham. It was delicious. And uh, the other Christmas memory I'm remembering because I miss Christmas time at our church when everybody be together, we'd sing. Look at, I've already decided I'm, I'm like the spiritual administrator. I think in July, we're <laughs> going to have Christmas in July because we missed it now. So my mom always would say, I can't come to your church. I won't go to your church. One, because it had a cross in it. And two, it, it, uh, it'll be a cold day in hell before I ever go. Right? Mm -hmm. So a friend asked, it was around Christmas time, said, and we did have a cross for a long time at our church in the back of the sanctuary. And uh, one of the administrators there said, what do you mean your mom won't come to church? And I go, well, she's very Jewish and she didn't want to see a cross because it reminds her, you know, the way my mom worked, it reminds her of Hitler. So just don't do it, right? He took his nail clippers and went up to that church, up to the cross. He cut it down. Now, there's more to that story, but just so you know, that's when the church, when the cross came down at our church. And number two, I was playing flute for our Christmas pageant. Mm -hmm. And mom was around here for Christmas that time. I, I was going to make the ham. And she said, so she came to church. She said, oh, my Debbie's in a, what she call a, a recital. That's how she said it. And it was one of the coldest days of the year. So the cross came down and it was, it was a cold day in hell. And my <laughs> mother made it to church. And that's, I that's what that. I'm remembering. Yeah. I that. And I, I hope our listening audience can share some of their Christmas memories and it just might ground them a little bit instead of keeping it inside and saying mm -hmm. something like, oh, I shouldn't talk about my dead loved ones because it'll bring everybody down. No, mm -hmm. I guarantee you. Well, if it does bring them down, maybe they shouldn't be in your life or they're too toxic for you. But that's a whole nother episode. That's but exactly <laughs> right. Our tree is covered in memories, you know, both the things that the kids made, but also ornaments for everybody who's died. And behind me, there's a tree with an ornament for one of our pets who died. I wish I could do that. We have cats, and these cats are particularly rambunctious. But I said to my husband, could you bring home, when you go shopping, I'm sure they're on sale now, a little tree, like the little tree you have behind you. Mm -hmm. And he did. I said, now I get to put all the little ornaments that I bought your mother 
Nice. On this tree, they're plastic. I'm not going to worry about if the cats, and Knock if the cats over. swallow them, eventually they'll pass, maybe, and uh, or the cat will pass. It's either yeah, the ornament or the cat. The ceiling. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But I did that last night, and I go, I like this. You know, I just, mm -hmm. it feels good to bring a little of his mom into it. To feel the connection. Yeah. Julie yeah. was just, Jennifer was just um, saying that she's remembering her mom, Julie Bur Burgess. And she died the day after Thanksgiving. Um, mm. And she had a nice dream of her and really felt connected to <gasps> her. Which is oh. what the holidays, when someone dies at the holidays, you do want to. Oh. Instead of avoiding the fact that they died at the holidays, you embrace yes. that they're part of that holiday memory and embrace their memory as part of the season. Yeah. What about, is there anybody else that wrote anything? Not so far. No. They will. We get a lot of comments after the fact, so I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing them. Yeah. Well, maybe now's the time to say we hope you have a... Uh, Good Christmas. We won't be here next Friday, right? Or do you want to? It's up on. It's the day after, right? Or is it the day of? Is it? I don't remember. Maybe it's the day before. I could hop on. I think it is Christmas morning. Great. We'll let you, you guys know. I might hop yeah. on anyway because we're Scandinavian, so Christmas is actually on Christmas Eve. And I'm Jewish, so who cares? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even realize that was the Scandinavian tradition until I started talking to a bunch of That's people who great. are related, who are in Norway and Sweden. Like, oh, yeah, no, it's always Christmas Eve around here. Well, now I That's, know where we got it from. That's great. Yeah. And uh, even if uh, the only people that might be here, but I'm not sure, is my daughter and her partner. So oh, we'll put them on. Oh, yeah. Oh, we'll have to hop on. Cool. That yes. would be very cool. We got that space. Would... We can put them on the across the screen. It would be fine. But, you know, I think it's it's my clients who are by themselves right now, and I know there are millions more. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be Christmas, and they just don't have a whole lot of connections. Mm -hmm. We're here. Well, we want to connect. And that's right. Both of us are here. You can contact. Look at you can contact us via Facebook. You can contact here. We can contact you very, during Messenger. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're around and we'll be around for, for Christmas and, and for New Us Year's. Too. New Year's is even in a lot of ways harder. And we're going to have a whole lot of X. I'm already seeing him. Oh boy, we're coming to 2021. And yeah, oh boy, uh, we're coming to 2021. And, and we're sliding in with some negativity going right with us. It's yeah. Hard times. And this is the time to lower your expectations. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This We're is the get time. through this and get through the end of 2021. My statement about New Year's has been, shh, don't tell 2020 we're leaving. It'll try and jump on and go with us. Exactly. Oops. Right? Sorry about that. And, uh, yeah. So I tell so you what. Uh -huh. uh, let's plan on next week. All right. So we will see everyone next week. Jennifer, take good care. We hope we'll see you back here next week. And if anybody checks in with us during the week, we'll be around. Yeah. I'm fine. Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone.